0: Jason an ATP and CRTS, who is the sales manager at Prairie Heart Ability in Saskatchewan, joins HME News in 10 to talk about being named the first president-elect of NARTS from Canada. He shares why the organization wants a bigger stage beyond North America and how, regardless of geography, the common goal should be having certified professionals, quality products, and fair reimbursement. He also talks about why the complex rehab industry needs to embrace both an aging-out workforce and a younger workforce. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by Avid Rehab. Avid Rehab is thrilled to lead the way in how power wheelchairs are designed. The mindfully designed and tech-friendly approach to designs is bringing a change to the industry with easy-access electronics and batteries and brilliant LED lighting. To learn more, visit us at www.meritsusa.com. Hi, Jason. Thanks for joining us today on HME News and 10.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, Jason, talk a little bit about the impact that you hope to have in your leadership role at NARTS.
1: I think that uh, you know, assuming this leadership role in in NARTS, I'm hoping to bring to the surface the discussion, you know, about certification to the the prof- and the professionalism in this industry that we strive for, the education that we provide, uh, and the advocacy, of course, for clients. I like to, I want to bring to the forefront, the stellar nature of the people involved in this organization, what we can do for the industry. That's, that's the reason that I was drawn to, to NARTS uh, a number of years ago.
0: And you of course are from Canada, and this is a bit of a milestone for NARTS in that you're the first person, I believe, to have a leadership role for the organization from Canada. What does, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so I was actually, I was the first Canadian to to call NARTS and, and uh, you know, become a CRTS and, and then, uh, you know, there was a call a few years ago to be on the board and I've, I've done a lot of work on boards. And I think being from Canada, I think that's a geographical location for me. I hope that I bring a perspective of just wanting to do the best for clients. The adage I've always taken is that I want to be able to bring the biggest toolbox to an assessment for the clients. For the the health science professionals, the OTs and PTs that I work with, so that everyone's needs are met. I love being from Canada. Obviously, I was excited about NARTS. It allowed me to show you know, people I work with in my office. It showed the the clients, and it showed, you know, in Canada we deal a lot with OTs, uh, you know, but but OTs and PTs that uh, you're a professional and you want to go above and beyond what maybe you need to 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 be to be the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you hit it on the nail on the head there, Jason. You know, the payer landscape might be different between the U.S. and Canada. You know, the structure of the market might be different, but that big common goal of, you know, the best care for the patient is really what drives everyone in the profession, right? That's for sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in, in that vein, I guess looking at the complex rehab market more globally, what do you see as the biggest challenge facing the market?
1: I think that it's interesting, and I've made this comment a couple times, that it doesn't matter. You know, you know, the border doesn't always affect some of the issues in, in CRT. The issue is the same everywhere, right? People need to be reimbursed for their work, whether it's service or sales or delivery. Businesses need to be able to operate so that they're able to serve clients who need their expertise and, and their ability to repair that piece of CRT so that they can continue on with their lives. That's the challenge anywhere. You know, I've talked to people in New York. I've talked to people in, in St. Louis. I've talked to people in, you know, Saskatchewan or, or B.C. And it's the same thing. People need to get paid for their work. We need to get paid for, for service work so that, you know, you're not, so that clients aren't waiting. They're, they're the ones that are going to suffer the most when, you know, we can't do our jobs or we're not, we're, we're ham- hamstrung by the ability to do our jobs.
0: Right, so reimbursement is a big challenge, no surprise there. What do you see as the the biggest opportunity in the market?
1: I think the the opportunity is growth. The the ability to to show a bigger stage around the world. We're in three countries, Australia, Canada, and the United States, of course. We want to be able to show them what we're able to do so that everyone's able to bring that bigger toolbox to, to help the client, to help the medical community. To be able to solve those client those those um, issues for clients.
0: Right. What do you see as the the role of NARTS, Going back to that big challenge of reimbursement in the market, Jason. What what do you see as the role of NARTS in helping to uh, you know address a challenge like that?
1: Well, I think that that comes to the table with a few different wonderful skill sets. The the first one uh, that, that, like I said, that's the one that drew me in was education. We've got some world-class education that is put together. We have people from around the world to present those webinars. And of course, the advocacy, the, 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 the ability that for us to partner with organizations to bring to the forefront, the challenges of reimbursement of service that, you know, the fact that bringing to the forefront that people are aware we're professionals at what we do. And we take pride in in not just helping people, but being being a professional in what you do, advocacy, partnering with multiple groups to effect the change. Most recently in, in the partnership with the ITEM Coalition and, and NCART, you know, NARTS was, was able to help with the, the seed elevation in the United States, and now we're waiting for a code on that. That's what NARTS can help bring to the table.
0: NARTS, membership in NARTS, why it's so important to the complex rehab industry, I think you just made a good example there as someone as a professional in Canada where it's not required. Mm-hmm. is that sort of what drove you to get involved in the first place?
1: It was I'd had my a t p my resident a t p for uh since two thousand five so I'd had it for for a while and again, it wasn't required in Canada, but i I took that step beyond to to be able to show to clients that you know I want to be you know, I'm not going to get it right every time. I don't know if anyone is, but I want to be able to to be able to present the best at that time to clients. NARTS was all, allowed me to go. Hey, I can I can take another step forward, and and I think that because of the prominence of this this association, and as and as its prominence rises, people want to be associated with what they're going to feel They're going to be probably one of the preeminent organizations that certify people, professionals in CRT. The stars rising, and and that we've got amazing people that are involved in arts.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the future.
1: I think it's well documented that there there's a there's a people that are aging out of the industry, and I think that younger, dynamic people are going to join the the field, and they're going to bring a passion to this industry. Um, mm. And I think they're going to they're going to take the industry to a higher level they're going to demand more of themselves and i think they're going to demand more of the products for their clients they're going to embrace new technology i mean we've seen it with you know a home automation right i mean when i started in the industry is it was it was tens of thousands of dollars to automate your home and now i can go to an electronic store and and get an, an alexa and and start to to control your home i think that those new ideas are going to really help new people entering the field and it's, they're not going to be limited to, we tried that, it didn't work. You know, I think that that is what's going to help be the uh,
0: the future and, and really move us forward. Right. I love to ask this question. So if you had a magic wand, you know, Jason, as a professional in this industry and could make one change today, what would it be and, and why? We've talked a lot about challenges, opportunities, the role of NARS. What would be that one thing?
1: I think the one thing I would love to change, Mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, I came across it, I guess, later in life is to be able to sit and talk to these people who are aging out, to have that knowledge, that, that knowledge be able to pass down to, to not people like me who are still in the industry, but, but two people like me in the industry, but people entering the industry that, Mm. you know, the, the ability to, to go, you know, this is how we used to do it. And, you know, we found out it didn't work so that maybe so that we learn from our mistakes and as a student of history you have to if you don't learn from history you're doomed to make the same mistakes but I think you need to know that history so that you're not going to make that mistake I think that you know this industry is in some it's in new territory it's probably been there before but we've seen lots of contractions of manufacturers and vendors there's there's less manufacturers there's less vendors Uh, we Mm -hmm. need to make sure that even though we're, we're profitable. The clients' needs are met. They're, they're paramount. The vendor manufacturer are able to ensure that the people are getting the equipment in a timely fashion. You know, in, in anywhere you talk to people, you know, the delays either from the production side or from pay, you know paperwork side or just people overworked and not being able to to sometimes get stuff out to people. I think that would be the change that I would make to be able to ensure that because you know people waiting six or or, or nine months for a piece of mobility equipment doesn't do them you know it's good to have it approved, but you know if there's appeals or or you know they can't get it from the manufacturer you know and that those are where those are the changes i would i would like to make so that the clients really are looked after the way they need to be
0: excellent thanks Jason for joining us today on h m e news and ten
1: happy to happy to do it Liz thank you and
0: that's h m e news and ten